0: It's the Rod and Cindy Podcast, starring Rod Lyman and Cindy Mubi. Hi, welcome to the Rod and Cindy Podcast. My name's Rod Lyman, and I'm excited to have a great guest today. Well, we don't have Cindy today. She's out wandering around. Actually, she's in Tucson. She she travels a lot and everything else. So, my special guest, this wonderful, beautiful woman that's next to me, she's to my left, and and her name is... Wendy Carroll. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing today?
1: Great, Rod. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Uh, why are you staring at me like that?
1: <laughs> I'm just listening.
0: You're just listening. Well, this is a podcast where you have to talk. Okay. So let's have a. Let's get right into it, Wendy. What do you do?
1: What don't <laughs> I do, Rod?
0: <laughs> Good grief.
1: I do a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm still raising kids. I work as a caregiver. I work as a body contouring technician. I work as an energy healer. And I'm pretty busy these days.
0: Wow. So let's talk a little bit about energy healing. What is that?
1: Energy healing is a modality that is a very ancient practice that we've been fortunate enough to start learning about in the States because special people have been bringing us this sacred knowledge. It basically is manipulating and tapping into energy fields inside the body that deal with trauma that is sort of harboring inside that people have not successfully been able to let go of on their own. Everybody walking on planet Earth has experienced trauma on some level. Even people coming in that haven't lived very long may have carried it from a past life. And if it isn't dealt with, it's still there.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. So how do you deal with that?
1: Everybody's different. There's amazing practitioners. The way that it happened for me is I started to uh, become aware that I could feel it when I had my hands over people's bodies when I was practicing the modality.
0: So explain that to me. How did you feel it? Explain uh, that, this feeling. For me, for <laughs> me
1: it's, it's very different. Um, I think I'm different than a lot of my friends that are doing this. Uh, when I would put my hands over a chakra, for example, if I was over the, the, the heart or even the lungs, I started to notice. Um, I would get a sensation inside of my body and my stomach, and I knew that I was connected energetically with the person, and I would start to feel a sense of nausea, a sense of heaviness. And I intuitively started manipulating that energy and helping it to rise out of the body. I started to find that as I stayed over that area and stayed tuned in, I could use my hands to literally pull it out.
0: That's, that's fascinating. Now, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, now, is this you doing all this? Is that, is that the physical body of you? doing this because you talked about getting nauseated and mm. everything else that so are you incorporating the physical body
1: i think that i'm a conduit so that's why i feel it i feel like the person that i'm working on has made a decision inside their heart and a lot of times it's not even conscious they know that they are asking for help i don't think that they're conscious at that time that they are actually healing themselves it's the openness the willingness the readiness to let it go and then they reach out to find that healer that can assist and then the healer is a facilitator a conduit and the person really is the one working with their guides and their angels
0: right
1: and they're doing all the work they just don't realize it
0: so you have a very successful practice i mean you see a lot of clients and people come to you from all over the place and that uh, i'm excited to hear about this but is there any stories you want to share of of one particular, we don't have to use names or anything else, but just a situation.
1: There's there's a few people that stick out in my mind. but There's one recently um, that really touched my heart. A, a young woman in her 20s who called me and said that she is um, carrying a lot of grief and, and resentment in her heart. And she was aware that something was very wrong. And she was um, abandoned by her dad. And there was a lot of anger and grief over that. She uh, got engaged and that relationship fell apart. She felt abandoned by that. And she really felt like she couldn't move forward in her life and be open to really meeting the true love that she was destined to meet, holding all of this old energy inside of her. And I was so impressed with her to call me at such a young age and be aware. So I showed up at her house with my table and we got to work.
0: Wow. So you have table and well travel, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So you shine like you won't believe. You have this beautiful shine about you. Your eyes are sparkling and everything else. Where does this come from?
1: It's just inside. I have become aware that I'm actually living my purpose. There was a time that I didn't feel like this, that I was searching for what my purpose was. I felt a heaviness, a disconnect that I was looking for myself. And there was a a depression and a sadness that never left me. And I knew that I was meant for something great. I knew that I was supposed to be doing something amazing, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And it just, it felt terrible, like you were missing part of yourself. And so what I really think it is, is because people have been telling me over and over that, that I'm just emitting this light and this energy, and it's fun to be around me, and that it just radiates something. And I think it's because I finally found myself, found my passion, found my purpose. And put the work in to get here and it feels good.
0: But can you see it?
1: Sometimes, yes.
0: (laughs) What do you mean, sometimes? I mean, this.
1: Well, like right now, I can see it. I can see uh, this is special, this life that I'm living.
0: That's perfectly said. This is special. It is special. You have to really see who you are also along with what you do for other people. Yeah. And one of my favorite things, as I always tell everybody, and you've been in my classes too, and that is I would talk about, if you can't see it for yourself, look through my eyes how I see you. Yeah. Because that's how we see each other, is that through other people's eyes, and that gets us going, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes we talk about, well, you fake it until you make it, you know? And it's just knowing, having a knowing. Everybody around here has a knowing. You have a knowing, I have a knowing. So the thing is, is that when I first met you, you didn't have this knowing. You were in, you are lost, and you, in. And, and I'm not going to say lost, you're still on your journey no matter where you're at. Yeah. Okay? So I'm not going to say you are lost in your journey in that, but you are kind of lost in searching for something. And I always talk about the yeah. part of us that it has the spirituality inside us, our essence within us and everything else, and that, how it doesn't match with the physical. Yeah. And taking Reiki and getting to know yourself and getting the energy to put together. And then that brings your spirituality with your physical and it matches it together. And it makes you who you are. It's like putting two matches together and making a larger flame. And that's what you were doing. And that's what you have done. And, and I'm very proud of you in, in every Thank aspect in that, of that, what you do. Um, there's a little story that um, we talked about hollow babies.
1: Mm, yeah, and
0: this is that's quite the interesting story. And there's a lot of people that don't understand what a hollow baby is. Would you kind of explain to them what what happens in the process of a hollow baby?
1: Well, I never heard of it before you bringing those words up.
0: Okay, so you're blaming me now. So, um,
1: yeah. So from from what I experienced recently, it's a a soul that's come in that has maybe realized that things aren't what maybe they thought it was going to be or the reality of about, of what they're about to experience they're just not sure if they want to go through with it and so they sort of detach from the physical body and the physical body doesn't do very well without the soul and so it's it's not happy so the baby will cry and cry and cry and cry
0: because it wants to be attached to something yeah. it wants to it wants to feel that spiritual feeling that it yeah. that it has that so what does that feel like to you as a practitioner, though?
1: Um, it's I've I felt that it was kind of painful to watch a beautiful little being struggle and be searching for itself.
0: Do you think, in your own personal mind, that um, such a thing, such a being, can come back and change its mind?
1: Yes. Yes, I had a conversation with the little being.
0: Well, good for you, and I mean, so it was the higher self actually. Yeah, you were having the conversation. Yeah,
1: with it, yeah, it was definitely. Um, I was doing energy, distant energy healing, and um, when I was in a deep meditation, I heard this little being say, "I'm just not sure if I want to do this," and it was a cute little voice, and I just kind of gave some encouragement in my mind i was speaking to the little being about how as much as you're seeing the things that maybe you aren't sure about you're also not considering the beauty that you haven't seen this little brother that is here to love and guide you wow a beautiful loving mother you know and i said you have me
0: ooh i like that yeah
1: you have me i won't leave you
0: so that so where did you come up with that where where did this idea and this feeling of these words where do these words come from
1: they're just there naturally Um, i didn't know that i had the ability to hear the being like that so um at first i was like is this real but then i felt it i knew this little being was talking to me so i think i'm being guided i think it's um intuition i think that i'm just being open and it's just there naturally
0: so where's it coming from if you if you're being guided in that. Where, where is this guidance coming from?
1: To me, it felt like it was the the most pure part of myself.
0: Wow, really? The most pure part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you have a name for it? You want to put a label on that?
1: Some people call it the higher self.
0: Some people. Some people call it the oversoul. Ooh, the oversoul. I like that. It's like, I just like,
1: call it me. It was just me, the part right. of me that has been there.
0: Absolutely. And see, that's where I come from also is that if we're so connected with our higher self and everything else, it's just us. Mm-hmm. There's no in between, there's no spirit says or whatever else. Yeah. It's just it's just us. That's, yeah. That's that whole feeling that we have to understand when we're speaking through our higher self, it's us speaking. So it's it's you know, when a person starts talking third party, like, well spirit says, Well, spirit is you you know so yeah so we don't say that we just know there's a knowing there that we just speak and this is what we speak of and everything else so exactly i love that uh, this is where you get you know the knowledge is coming from and everything have you been channeling lately
1: i think i'm channeling every time i do energy work i think i'm channeling all the time and don't realize it
0: so what else don't you realize is happening to you
1: <laughs> i don't know
0: so, do you astral travel at night? You think?
1: Apparently, I am doing a lot of that.
0: So, <laughs> and this is funny because I'm going to add add this to it. It's because uh, last night her and I were talking about some very spiritual stuff and everything else that. And I look up and there's this light being coming through the ceiling, and you could tell it's you. <laughs> I mean, you look at that picture because I took a picture of it. Yeah, you look at the picture and it's like, oh my gosh, Wendy's coming here. Nope. <laughs> Let's seal that up. Let's seal the room up and everything wow. else. Then. So, yes. And it's really interesting is my roommate has actually talked about having, you know, people coming in and out and everything else. That and like, and uh, we we know, we feel it and hear it and everything else. I that So, so it's just like, I love it. She goes, uh, we're going to have to start. Ask these people to leave so we can sleep at night.
1: Oh, that's funny. and she is yeah.
0: awesome because we we're both on the opposite ends of the house, uh-huh. and we can actually hear people walking in the hallway, opening doors, and everything else in that. And it's like there's a communication that I didn't even realize that when I I leave all my clients at home. <clears throat> I mean, not at home outside the home,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I make sure I brush off, I cut cords, and everything else that. And, you know, I keep telling my roommates, like, I keep doing this. I cut everything. And, 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 and she goes, no, you talk to these people at night before you go to bed and everything else, and you leave it open. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of that until she said that, is that I leave that door open. And I have left that door open for people just to go, hello, Rod? Mm-hmm. Rod, are you there? Yeah. And then, well, if Rod's not too, let's go see what Virginia's doing. <laughs> so they walk down the hallway and go, hello, Virginia.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So it's it's kind of crazy that um, we are conduits like that. Yeah. And, and knowing that we're one, we create that oneness around us, even where we're at and everything else. That. So I have been, I've been sealing it up. and It's like, okay, time to sleep. I don't, I don't want to disturb Virginia anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't want to disturb myself, my sleep or whatever else, Then. So I have been sealing. It's like you know, only good light may pass through. I already do that to you know to make mm-hmm. sacred space. And that, but I made a thought last night, and it was actually after you and I got done talking and everything else. That, as I saw it as an open receiver. I mean, in the old days. Remember those phones that you had on the wall and everything yeah. else. And that. So what I did was, is I took that receiver and I hung it up, mm-hmm. and in my mind, so which means I disconnected. Oh, good. And yeah, it's it's kind of a cool thing, and everything. Yeah. else. Like, you can still come visit me. You know, I don't care. Yeah, you know, but we'll have to do it without Virginia knowing. Uh,
1: <laughs> we won't wake Virginia up. No.
0: <laughs> so that was so, crazy because I was talking
1: to you on the phone, and I guess my higher self decided. Well, I'll just go visit. I wasn't aware of it, but then he sends a picture.
0: But what were showing we, it, what were we talking about at that time? We what?
1: were talking about portals. Yes, and I said because I could see them in the dark, and I was spinning and opening one. And I said, I'm going to walk through it. and But I was joking.
0: And as soon as she said, I'm going to walk through it, this light appears above me. And I grab my phone, and I take a picture of it, because it's like, oh my gosh, guess where she's going? She's coming to me.
1: (laughs) I could have went anywhere, and I visited Rod. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So isn't that kind of crazy, is that... We, what we set our intent on, what we set our mind on, we will follow through it.
1: That's where the energy goes.
0: Exactly. But we don't know where it's going to end because that's the journey. And we need to really kind of look at the journey and see where this journey is is taking us in many different ways than that. So it's like we peek our heads into it. It's like, oop, okay, not here. Oop, not here.
1: Yeah. And, and that's
0: where we're at in our life, too, is like we have all these doors that we can walk through. Until we just walk through and we don't know what's on the other side.
1: That's right. And I
0: think that's the most important thing is that we start looking at these doors and going, where does this lead me? And not worry about it and just jump. You have to. So I posted the other day on on Facebook. It's something that I was really passionate about is that we are here to experience things. That means even experience each other. Mm -hmm. That's life. I mean, so how do you see that? It's like... Do you see that as we need to experience each other in, in a certain way or or how do you see that?
1: Well, it's interesting because so many of us want to stay home away from people, but you're supposed to be around the people. <laughs> it's just an interesting phenomenon. Raise your,
0: raise your hand if you don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> I I won't say who raised their hand in here. <laughs> no finger pointing, okay? Okay. But But you're right. You're absolutely right. So... What in this What in this community, what can we do about this? I mean, we're supposed to experience people.
1: We have to let down our guards and open our hearts. Everybody is walking around in brain still. People think that they're really getting spiritually enlightened and they think they're starting to wake up and understand. But if you catch them when they're not in their spiritual group, they're probably road raging, you know, All these things are not supposed to be doing because they're still in brain. They haven't stepped into their heart full time.
0: So it's the idea that what do you do when nobody's looking at you? Right. But isn't that interesting? Our higher self is always watching. Our our oneness is always watching. We have a knowing Mm -hmm. about that. And um, that's crazy that we feel this and we know this, that we're being watched all the time.
1: We sure are.
0: So... You can't hide that. Mm -mm. You have to acknowledge that you are an angel having a human experience, right? Yes. And how do you feel about that?
1: I think that it's true. I think that it's an interesting thing to know that we are these light beings full of grace, uh, directly connected to source, having a human experience with all of those shortcomings and having to figure out how to blend it and get to... A higher state of being. And like I said, staying in heart full time, that's the trick.
0: Staying what? In Stay your it?
1: heart full time. And what are you doing when no one's watching? Are you staying in that frequency, and that vibration?
0: So do you speak from your heart?
1: Oh, quite often I speak from my heart. No, <laughs> I speak from my head a lot. And then I say, okay, get back in your heart. That was your brain doing that. So is
0: that a heart? Is it a hard thing to do? In that?
1: I think once you become more aware, it gets easier because you make the conscious choice. I want to be this type of person.
0: So you're living in soul most of the time. Yes,
1: that's what the goal
0: is. To live in soul.
1: And then about about your, um, you know, do we need to be connected? Do we need to be around people? It makes me think, what's the problem with people not getting along? And all of this tension and all of these problems. And I think it's what I said. If you're in your brain and you're not in your heart, everything's harder. If everybody was in their heart to where you looked kind and gentle and soft when no one was watching... Then when we did come together, all of those little problems would melt away. Right. There's the issue right. that we're all dealing with.
0: And that's that's really true is that we try to hide everything, even our emotions from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, especially a, a man as grown up and that is like, don't cry. You're a baby if you cry. Yeah. You can't have feelings. You can't do this and everything else. That's what I was told as I grew up. And I was told quite the opposite. I was very sensitive. I am sensitive to everything. and, and I, You'll never be a man if you're this sensitive. And I was like, okay, <laughs> then yeah. what am I going to be, <laughs> you know, a cow? I don't it, care. I
1: know. I've heard that. I've heard that from some of the older men in yeah. my family.
0: Yeah. And it's really interesting is that there's still people around here that believe that this is the way man's life is, is that a man is not strong if he cries. Because they've heard that over and over and over. But does that mean the same thing as a woman? You know, you're weak because you cry, you know? And so is that where the people get this? And I'm going to tell you something. Crying is a celebration. And I'm going to tell you that people that cry and and show their emotions and, and be out there and everything else, they're important. And they know that they have something going on. And that, you know, crying doesn't have to be for sadness can be for happy oh, yeah. and everything else that there's there's so much stuff out there that people can see and, and just cry about mm-hmm. the first time I, cr- I really remember crying in front of people was watching old yeller yeah i yes. was like that too yes and i was around a bunch of people and they're all looking at me and they like, are you crying you're you're a guy why are you crying it's like did you watch what I watched? Old Yeller was shot. No, for everybody that didn't see Old Yeller, do not listen to that part, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> we we don't want to tell how it ends, you know.
1: I have the same experiences growing up. What, what was I watching? My grandmother took me to see A Star is Born as a young teen. I got so into the feeling of that movie and that beautiful love that they had. I cried so hard. My grandmother said, oh, my gosh, if I had known, I would have never taken you. And I remember thinking, because my cousins were fine, but I was on the floor. I could feel things so deeply. I've always been like that.
0: Sensitive people, you know, are around us, and they're all around us. I mean, there's quite a few less sensitive men. Okay, I have to back up on that. (laughs) There's a lot of sensitive men, but they've been sensitized by their life. They've been told they can't be sensitive, but they still are. So this is where the struggle comes down the road for them because yeah. they don't know there's a struggle there. And I think our, our next podcast that we're going to actually do, and that uh, you're going to be part of it also, and I'm glad you are, is we're going to actually talk about the struggle that, you know, um, men and women have and, and things like that. And so that's stay tuned for the next that's podcast. That's awesome. <clears throat> yes. And so I really believe that, uh, you know, People put labels on everything, and I don't want that anymore. I, I'm working myself on, on really hard to put a label on somebody, you know. and I, But I hear it all the time. It's like, oh, that's a millennium. That's this, that's that. And yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. I mean, I'm working hard not to do that. You know, as long as I've been around doing spirituality and I talk through my heart and everything else, that there's some worldly things that come into me that I really have to work on myself. And we have to work on this on a daily basis. That's we have to work sure. on relationships. We have to work re- relationships of ourselves. We have to work on everything is something that we're working on. And, I, and I, one of my things is, is that I'm taking healing out of my my own verbiage. And as I speak, as I start taking healing out of my verbiage, I am actually going to talk about it's not healing. It's growing. We're all growing.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Yep, Exactly. And You know, something Abraham Hicks has has actually said, and is it is our promise to you. If you will write things you appreciate in others, in life, in yourself, you will have such a dramatic change in 30 days. If you continue this for six months, the change will be so powerful, so strong, that others who know you will not recognize the old you. Abraham Hicks. Now, the thing is, is that that's what we work on. It's like, we really, truly work on it. And we work on these things that we want everybody else to see. So we're working by example. You know, it's you. We, that's, we're that's we going all the way around to the circles. That why we can't stay at home. Why we have to people every day. <laughs> and why we people is because we have to be an example out there of love and life. I don't know very many people. Uh, energy workers and light workers or whatever labels you want to name these people and that just loving people in that that haven't gone through a traumatic experience
1: yeah why is that every one of us has a story that would just bring you to your knees and you want to cry for right. a day every one of us we right. had to go through it
0: oh exactly and the thing is is that we don't have to now buddha was trying to teach us that and that's a, the concept of that it, it, one of my clients laid on my table and she's been doing this for a long time. And she's laying on my table and she's looking up at me and she says, Why do we have to experience everything to help other people? And I said, Buddha said we don't have to. We can, did Buddha didn't experience that? Buddha was this princess, prince, prince, not princess, sorry, Buddha. <laughs> he says prince that was this beautiful man that was hidden behind this these walls and he wasn't let out to see what the real world was because they didn't want him to see this. He escaped and went out and saw the real world and he saw poor and poverty and all this other stuff. And he's like, why are you living this way? And he's asking these people, why are you living this way? And they said, because this is the way life is. He goes, no, you should have riches just like us. And he goes, no, we give our riches to you. So he says, this is it, I've got to change this. And he went back behind the walls and he's pondering of how he can do this. He meets this beautiful woman. He has a child with this beautiful woman. And, that, and as he looked at his, this beautiful woman and the child, he goes, this is what I have to change. My child and, my, and this beautiful woman I have have to know what it's like to be out there in the real world. But he never got to experience it. He experienced it through knowing. He went and sat underneath a tree outside the walls and he had all this download and this feeling and everything else. And he got to experience it by a knowing not to have to experience it in real life. And that's what we should be doing is we should be experiencing it through a knowing that we have, but no, everybody, we have to touch. What's that? Mm -hmm. We have to poke. What's that? We poke and touch things we don't understand. That society has taught us that. So we change that around and that just set in peace in a meditation and bring the experiences to us, so we can experience and say to another person, "I've been in your shoes," but not physically, in a spiritual sense. Because there's enough of us that it makes a oneness of who we are, and as this oneness of who we are, we gathered around and we have all that information. I don't have to experience what you're experiencing. I don't have to experience what everybody else is experiencing. We just have to be. Yeah. And that's to me is the most important thing in life that we should be doing is not have to experience stuff in a physical world, having a knowing. Mm-hmm. And we all have to work on that.
1: And what you said about uh, being in other shoes, if we could take a time each day to sit under a tree and download other people's experiences and walk in their shoes, but not have to go live that existence for lifetimes or years. It would change the entire planet, because if you are afraid of what's going on in another religion or another way of being, and it's to you it's wrong, but you go and experience that, it's not going to feel as wrong. You're going to understand that that's their right. That's what's right for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's these certain monks that I just love that to, to talk about is that they invite darkness and negativity into their temples. They entice them with beer and (laughs) and food. They do. And they
1: show up. (laughs) And they
0: do. And so what happens is they allow this beautiful energy to come in, this negativity, and then they give it a choice of changing. And then what they do is they use that negative energy as it changes into good to defeat the rest of the negativity. Isn't that beautiful? That's so beautiful. It is beautiful. So we got to remember that, honey, And the aspect is that just because somebody does something the way they do it doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. It's it's right for them, not for us. But we have to see that. That's that coexistence. And people don't really understand that. It really drives me nuts when a person thinks of a coexistence is that, oh, all religions must get together and and be. It's not about religion. It's coexistence of belief systems and, and ideals.
1: Absolutely. I, I don't
0: like this person because they do this. I don't like this person who do this. These people are destroying the world. Blah, 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 blah. Have you met this person? If you haven't met this person, you have no reason to even speak of them. And you should never speak badly of anybody anyway. You should never judge anybody, yet be judged yourself. That's right. And I, I feel that is so important right now that this is one of the messages we need to get out there is that we have to stop judging people. Stop labeling people. Stop. I mean, I'm really passionate about that. So it's, it's something that I really want to drive home. Is that I love that. We have to stop that.
1: We do. We do. Yeah,
0: exactly. So what do you label me as?
1: Uh, love bug. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. <laughs> You're me. just
1: a sweetheart. And I, I wanted to say something about the fact that I um, have always appreciated your special gift in this life. Uh, you have a way of bringing people out of themselves and drawing out what their gifts are, and that's so special. Me? Yes, you. I love that. What an amazing thing.
0: Oh, you're so special to yourself. like honey. you
1: said when when you met me, I really was depressed. I I was going through multiple deaths in my family. I felt like I was, um, you know, so detached and. It was the worst pain of my life and it was ongoing for a long time and to meet somebody that it it was a series of people that led me to your class but to have that spark ignite and from that day to this day is, is completely unbelievable and that's one of the reasons I'm out there doing what I'm doing is one of my passions is to do the same thing for people. I want people to know that there's more than what they think they know. There's more than what's meet the eye, what meets the eye, and they have power to change their existence.
0: Oh, that was beautifully said. I am quite honored. So that brings me into another question, okay? <laughs> so what happens when you're out there and you're spreading love and everything else and people don't see it as love but see it as something else? How do you feel about that? How do you feel when somebody looks at you and is like, what do you want from me? It's not love. It's what do you want from me?
1: I haven't had that yet. Maybe it's because I'm a female. Because if I'm giving um, nurturing, Mm -hmm. if I'm giving compassion, if I'm giving my time or my heart, so far it's been pretty well received. I haven't had anybody look at me like, what do you want from me?
0: But I, I know you've had some negative reviews and things like that in the past.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. It's okay. Well, you, there are we people that... We don't try to remember the there, negative. There are people that maybe just don't understand, you know. I, I made a comment to a friend about, oh, do you, you know what your daughter's having, um, boy or girl? Because she said she knew. And I said, was it your intuition? And she goes, uh, no, I believe in science. So, yeah, there are people... <laughs> that don't get what I do at all and might look at me like, what are you talking about? So, exactly. yeah, in that, in that respect, I know what you're saying.
0: I, I like that. Please explain to me how it was a boy. How did you make a boy?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it a certain way you made a boy? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, There's got to be a science to that, right?
1: I guess. Okay.
0: <laughs> so what? that's what I'm saying is, is that we sometimes get that. We get that... Um, uh, you're you're that, you're one of those people. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Oh, you believe in something like that? You know, it's those questions that you get and everything, and and it's life. It's really is. It's it's how we are looked at. So in coexistence, how do we coexist with somebody that doesn't believe in us? Isn't that funny? How to believe in us?
1: You have to allow the process. And like you always say, it's their journey. Yes, and I look at it as a huge circle that's so infinite that it's hard to see the boundaries of it. And we're all on it. And eventually, we're all going to meet. So it doesn't matter that I'm at this place in the circle and this person's down lower and they're, they're coming up. It's We're all eventually in time going to be there.
0: Yep. So here's a thought for you on that, on that whole process you just said that. What if somebody told Santa Claus there's no such thing as Santa Claus?
1: What if somebody told Santa Claus there was no such thing as Santa Claus? Yes. I don't know. I guess Santa Claus would say, "I guess in your mind."
0: Exactly. That's so that that thought process. Though is that when we say that, it's like I don't believe in that. I don't believe this. And that did Jesus really die on the cross? I don't buy that. Can you really do what you do? I, you know, that's the whole process. Then is like, what do you believe in? And I think that's mm-hmm. where we we have to really understand is that. You and I have seen miracles in what we do and how we help people and everything else in that. And it's not we, it's the universe, mm-hmm. how the universe has helped people. Yeah. But we have seen many, many miracles that is just unbelievable. Yes. And I love each and every one of them. But what if somebody came to us and says, prove it? Prove it's a miracle.
1: Oh, I love this one. I say, I um I can't prove it to you. And... It's just a matter of something that it resonates with you or it doesn't.
0: Exactly. Absolutely.
1: For me, this is this is my truth, my reality. This is what I personally experience. And if you don't, that's fine.
0: Absolutely. I 100%, my dear, with that. It's like, you know, it's, it's, your, it's your journey. Mm-hmm. Back to that. It's your journey. You don't have to believe it. And I'm not going to push it upon anybody. I mean, especially... The foundation that was my first ever learning about spirituality was through Reiki. And when I learned Reiki, it was like, you know, my master looks at me and says, you can't push this upon people. You can't say, I'm a Reiki master and I will touch you and make you all healed. No, you can't say that. You have to allow people to make their own decisions and their own choices. Because if you get somebody that comes in that really doesn't believe, that they're going to lay there for an hour or half hour, whatever session is that going, this is weird. This person's touching me or they're not touching me. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. So it's, it's whole that whole concept is that you have to have an understanding and an open mind to get where, where you're at. Do you believe that? Yes. Good. So let's kind of wrap this up, my dear. it's was really awesome to, to have you here. Uh, so, Is there a way that somebody can get a hold of you if they want to uh, uh, book a session with you?
1: They can uh, friend request me on Facebook.
0: Friend request you on Facebook? Yeah,
1: messenger.
0: So it's Wendy Carroll on Facebook, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Two R's and two L's.
0: Two R's and two L's on Wendy Carroll. I love it. So message you on Facebook. Is there any way? Do you have a scheduling appointment or do you just right now just go by? Message me, and we'll set something up.
1: Well, I do so much of my advertising on a couple Facebook pages. Uh, people do a lot of messaging.
0: Do you have an email list or anything else that you...
1: I can do my email.
0: Yep. And so why don't you um, put it out, and then they can be added to your email list, too, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. What is your so
1: it's name? my name, Wendy Carroll, 777 at yahoo.com.
0: Yeah, who's still around?
1: Yes. It's been, I've had that forever, but it's W E N D Y and C A R R O L L. Two R's and two L's.
0: That is awesome. So I'm very proud to have you on the, the show. Um, my name is Rod Lyman. You can look me up on Facebook also as Doc Lyman. We had That's right. A lot of fun doing that. And uh, you can just look up uh, the Rod and podcast and you can see Love it. all the. All the podcasts that we do, we've been doing it for almost three years now. So I'm kind of excited about, you know, coming into this new and that um, new adventure. But I also am going to be coming out with another podcast called Broad Talks.
1: I love that.
0: Yes, I I know. It's just fantastic. So uh, just to wrap this up, Eric, that uh, we're going to have you on the next podcast. We're going to be talking about um, female stuff and male stuff and how they interact and, and some past life and you know, archaic thinking and, and how we've been treated throughout our life. I mean, it's really interesting is that we've set this precedence this week and alone with my clients and that, that um, sometimes people don't realize how abusive they've been in a relationship or how their relationship has bishops been toxic to them until somebody points it out to them. Yes. And it's really interesting. We're going to talk about if we should actually point that out to people. All right. And
1: if you do will they see it will they hear it?
0: Oh you're absolutely right on that. All right. thanks Rod. Thank you dear. So you, Carol Rod Lyman, we're gonna have to say good night. Good night.